Hello and welcome back to the Willow Tree Online, where we talk about living out our values in our heart, health, and home. And this is episode six, everybody. Wow, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, my name's Steven. I'm joined by my co-host, Christina. Hello. Hello, Christina. And uh, today's episode, again, episode six, thanks for sticking with us and for listening. Uh, this is great. This episode is an actually a request from a listener. Um, and so we are talking about living more sustainably. And we're going to talk about a couple of different definitions, ways that you can think about that. But it's just that how do we live more sustainably with our lifestyle, uh, more sustainable on like a, like a planet, like eco impact level. Um, so we're going to kind of go through what we've learned, um, kind of in that and, and the different ways that that kind of, um, manifests in our life. Cause we, we really care about having as, as positive of an impact as we can living as sustainably as we can, not only for the planet, but also just rhythmically, like how do we live in a way that we can sustain, that we can continue doing. So that's the topic of today. We're going to start off with our three highlights, um, just to kind of ease into it here. So Christina, what are your three highlights for today? All right. My three highlights were I got to have coffee with a friend today. Um, we met in Franklin and that was so lovely. I really enjoyed that sitting outside in the humid Tennessee air. Mm -hmm. Um, and the next one was while Beckett was napping on me, I just sat and listened to a podcast and it was just really peaceful. I love that. Really enjoying podcasts lately. Yeah. Lots of different kinds. Um, and then the third one is going to be, I went for a walk this morning with Beckett and we got to stop and talk with a neighbor for a while. And I just always love stopping and talking to the neighbors. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like always a highlight of my day. It feels like family. Like you just run into family. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> we're so lucky to be somewhere where we have the best neighbors and that was not planned. We did not know that we were going to have the best neighbors when we moved That's here. That's a tricky thing. You really can't plan that. Yeah. Usually. Well, sometimes, you know, people are like, no, like we all True. come and move here because we all live here. You know, it's, that's, there are definitely people who plan for that. But we did not. It was in the height of the housing craziness in 2020, 2021, whatever that was. And uh, it was like, we just need a house. <laughs> we just took one. We just took just one. Took one that people who we would take our money. Incredible house for what we needed at the time. Yeah. But um, I was going to say, if you want to meet your neighbors or you wish you knew your neighbors, start taking daily walks. Because I feel like that's yep. literally the only way we meet all of our yep. neighbors. And, and we, we meet so many neighbors. Well, and you'll quickly stand out as well. You know, you'll become known. It's like, hey, like, you walk all the time. You know, people people notice. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. But we've just met, I mean, so many neighbors that way. And we always yeah. know if there's a new person who moved in because. Yeah, you, you know, know your neighborhood. Yeah, you know, you really kind of get to kind of get to know it and get to see it. Okay. So what about you, Steven? Yeah, for me, um, so today, every Saturday, I volunteer at the community garden with, um, it's with a local nonprofit, the Nashville Food Project. They have a couple of gardens around Nashville. One of them is a community garden that you can volunteer at. Uh, I've been doing that now for about a year and a half. And so Saturdays are 
garden days. Um, so I went there. We had a workshop today, which was really fun. And I always get to bring home some fresh veg, some produce. Um, that's kind of, that's my payment basically like a volunteer. And then they're like, Hey, as a bonus, you get to take home some of the extra harvest and they have so much and it's <laughs> right so now. Good. This is greens season. Yeah. It's greens time. Right. So, so the, the cold weather stuff, like there's a ton of bok choy and these different like Asian greens and stuff. One called Tokyo Bacana and there's kohlrabi and Today we had radishes for the first time, they so some spicy. root veggies. Ah, so good. So anyway, that's always a highlight when I get to bring home some of that stuff. Uh, number two was I was with Beckett while Christina was doing the coffee with a friend in Franklin, and uh, and then we kind of reconvened and we were headed back to the car. Christina went to back into the coffee shop. Uh, to go to the bathroom and then Beckett was very upset that she left and so we were distraught both of us standing there on the sidewalk just gazing in the direction that she left <laughs> feeling sad until she came back out and then Beckett saw her and got very excited and ran down <laughs> the sidewalk it was a in long this, like, way it was a long way I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that he even recognized you that far down but he saw you recognized you his arms like, were like flailing. Yeah, he had this like flaily, floppy run <laughs> <laughs> the whole way. And it just, it was so funny. And like people, it was like a spectacle. People watched and stopped and smiled and all that stuff. It was great. Uh, so that was really. People think, oh, your baby must not have seen you for a week. And it's actually been <laughs> no, it's two been, minutes. It's been literally two minutes. <laughs> Probably less. Uh, so that was another highlight, just him running to Christina. And then uh, third is uh, we had waffles tonight, and we take waffles very seriously. <laughs> homemade waffles. Yes, homemade waffles. Uh, that is Christina's dad's recipe mm -hmm. that we have veganized. Shout out to Dwight. Man, and they are so good. They are hearty. Mm -hmm. They will sustain you. <laughs> they have if you like, can be stranded on a desert island with they one have food. Like oats and flaxseed and whole wheat flour. And That's like the base. Shredded apples. And, yeah. Although we don't do we do the shredded apples? Oh yeah. Yeah. We do the shredded apples. You don't apple. even know what's in your waffle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I guess. I don't. It's so good. It's it, I mean, literally like one waffle, you're good for the day. It's <laughs> it's they're power packed. Uh, and then you put you put toppings on them, like put like peanut butter on them and there, maple there syrup. Go. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so that was my that was my third highlight. So now let's move into the core content. So we're going to talk about sustainability and uh, a couple of different things, a couple of different ways that we think about it. So let's let's start with kind of defining sustainability. What are we talking about when we say that, Christina? Yeah. Well, disclaimer, we were like, this is something we've been like, definitely going to make multiple podcasts about. It's just something that's important to us. And then when someone was like, Hey, I'd love to hear more about that. We thought, okay, let's, let's record that for our yeah. next episode. And then we both started feeling like we're so unqualified. Um, which is true. We're all in, we are sustainability experts. Yeah. We're not experts. And like, we're not at all like your zero waste or whatever, yeah. but we're learning as we go and we're doing our best. And so that's what we're here to share with you is some things we've learned and how we personally make choices that impact, um, our 
small little world around, you know, the the corner that we live in in the world. Yeah. And then also what that looks like in our rhythms, as Stephen mentioned. But we're going to start by just defining what even yep. is sustainability? Well, yeah, and and for us, like this whole podcast and kind of our whole deal is is living out your values, right? Like, how do you? What are your values? How do you figure out what those are? And then how do you practically live them out? And for us, just with, I don't know, I don't even know how we got here, but just like our values are, you know, eating really healthy, shopping sustainably as we, as much as we can, like not fast fashion, but like slow fashion and kind of more minimalist. And like, we just, we have these values. And so the sustainability piece has kind of weaved its way into that over our experience. Um, We both really enjoy learning. And so like anything in life, it's like when you know better, you do better or, you know, or you're challenged to do better. Um, so all of these things that we're going to mention, you know, it, it looks different person to person. And so you're probably doing things different than we are. We're doing things different than you are. So this is just to like, give you some ideas and kind of our perspective on it. But basically sustainability, there's kind of a few ways you can define it, but some things that really resonate with us are basically making choices today that will positively impact tomorrow. So that comes like for the planet, for your health, for your relationships, that kind of covers a lot. And I like that definition. What are we doing today that is going to make for a better tomorrow. Yep. Um, and then another way we like to think about it is that are we adding more than we're taking like from the earth? Are we yep. contributing uh, value or are we taking, and that can be in terms of like lifestyle and relationships too. Am I adding yeah. to my relationship with my husband or am I kind of like taking you know, taking your energy. Well, I mean, just thinking about what sustainable actually means, it's something that you can keep doing right Right. for the, for the long term. It is, it is something that can continue to sustain. Like think of a, of a ball rolling down the hill, right? It's going to sustain because it's constantly getting it. There's force acted on it by gravity. So it's going to keep going until it reaches a point where the friction of the ground counteracts the force of gravity or whatever, not to get into physics right now, but you know, but, but now that like all of a sudden it becomes, it doesn't sustain anymore. It stops. And so you can think of it like, yeah, if you're, if you're taking, if something is taking more than it's giving back to you, or if you're giving in one area and you're not being replenished in that, in a similar way, then like, that's not sustainable. Um, and that usually manifests in, you know, dishealth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it manifests in stress, in, in things not, not working well. Um, and we're seeing it in a number of ways in society. I mean, we can look at it from like a personal, like daily life place, or we can zoom out and look at the macro, like commercial agriculture and monocrop um, agriculture and things like that. Like those things are not sustainable and we're seeing that now more and more. So, and it starts so small and that's why this is a hard thing because you think, well, you know, me using paper over plastic, that's not going to change anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the reality is, yeah, maybe it's not, but we have to think on this 
in this way, I think of what can we do? What's our part? And like Steven said, is this sustainable? When you're talking about like, um, that it made me think about my gut bacteria and how yeah. ultimately like, you know, one day at a time, I didn't really notice anything was going wrong. And then all of a sudden I experienced this huge deterioration because what had been happening slowly over time was that my bad bacteria, this was like a decade ago, was overtaking my good bacteria. That was not sustainable. And when things aren't sustainable, maybe you don't notice right away, but give it 10 years or sometimes give it 10 months. And suddenly there's all this deterioration and that's what happens with our relationship, with our mental health, with our planet. Mm -hmm. And so that's why this matters to us is because we want to live in alignment with our value. That is how can we enter into more wholeness in health, heart, and home. And I don't, I think sustainability is a big part of that. Yeah. It's all about balance. That's what kind of struck me as you were talking. Like you can think about it financially too. That's something we all deal with, right? Like you, you have to balance a budget or you run out of money, right? If you spend more than you, than is coming in, then that's not sustainable. That's like the most kind of basic practical way to think about it, you know? And so it's that just applied everywhere. Does the input match the output? And um, we're in a, yeah, so it, there's there's a, a lot of different angles we can look at it, and we'll go through some of those today. And But for us, a big focus for us is what can we do, right? This podcast is all about like personal agency, mm-hmm. right? Like practical not we're not playing victims we're not you know it's like okay we can talk about these big issues but then practically like what does that mean for my day-to-day um that's always kind of what we want to come back to so even if we do zoom out a little bit we're going to bring it back to what you know what are some things we can do now in our day um to you know to help rather than hurt yeah so question one of the things as we were kind of talking about this concept and planning out this podcast, um, we, you know, Stephen especially was like, kept coming back to that question of, but why does this matter? <laughs> like, why does it matter? Why does it matter to you? You know, because ultimately, like you said, a lot of these things like, there's problems that are happening with our ecosystem, right? It's like on this huge macro level. So you're like me in my little house, you know, reusing my plastic bags or whatever. Um, It it just feels discouraging sometimes as someone Mm -hmm. who's passionate about the earth and you see all these hard things happening. And so what would you say for you, Steven? Like, why does it matter to you? That you live sustainably. Yeah, there's, I mean, so the, the thing that I keep coming back to, and it's kind of a, a hard reality, is it's it's not necessarily like that I don't think that it's important. I do think, like, I, I'm, I really care about sustainability. I care about um, climate change and climate action. I care about, regardless of what you think about all of that stuff, I just think we should be taking care of our planet a hell of a lot better than we're taking care of it now as a species, uh, right? We are wiping out habitats at, at a massive alarming rate to plant like, you know, acres and acres, hundreds of acres of date palm, you know, so that we can get more palm oil for our cosmetics. Like that's 
terrible and coral reefs are dying and some of it's coming back but by and large it's dying like we're we're not taking care of our planet and so like i i care immensely about that and and i i think it is important the thing that i struggle with is you know i can switch all my light bulbs i can make sure that i close my refrigerator door my freezer door the reality is the kroger down the street if an employee leaves one of their freezer doors open for like 30 minutes they've just used more energy in literally like 30 minutes to an hour than like i could save in like 10 years you know like that's it's it's very disproportionate in terms of you, you know we how much i can do like the maximum i can do is dwarfed by a fraction of one massive industry like the grocery store industry one store in one chain it's just it it that's where it feels hard and frankly this is something that christina and i have talked a lot about um just you know on kind of on two different sides you know and, and like you know, I see that and I go, that's the problem. It almost doesn't even matter what we do compared to that. And Christine is very much like, no, like we have to do, it matters so much that we do our part. And that is something we actively wrestle with and kind of talk through. So just so you know, this is not like we have perfectly packaged opinions on this and we figured it out. Yeah, We're I'm, still actively yeah. in process trying to figure this out. But I think for, for me... You know, for me, it's important because the alternative is is death and destruction. <laughs> no, sorry, not, that's not to be dramatic, but like <laughs> if if you take in any capacity, if you take more than you give, it will end with that thing ceasing to exist. It'll be destroyed in some way. So. To me, it's it, it matters because we want to live a good, restorative, healthy life that benefits those around us. We want to leave this place better than we found it. And you can't do that if you're not living in a sustainable way. Well, so long answer to say to, to, to get there. I think ultimately, even if you feel like those big questions, Stevens loves those huge questions. And I do. I'm like, I do. Whoa, that is so discouraging. And I'm going to get depressed and anxious. Like, let's just think about what we can do with our family. I'm going to wash this plastic bag. And he's like, no, let's think about these big things. But, um, which is really good too. Um, there's a place for all of it, but I think ultimately we know that we are a part of like we are beings in this bigger story in this bigger ecosystems our body is an ecosystem within an ecosystem that is the world that is the universe and so ultimately even if it feels like we can't make these huge strides we still know but we're a part of something, you know, yeah. like we're still a part of something. And there's a quote by Paul Hawken, who's an um, activist, and he says, we're either stealing the future or healing the future. And I really like that perspective. I think that that is kind of where I stand when it comes to why does this matter? For me, it's that we're either helping or we're hurting. I I don't really think there's an in-between. I think you're either going one way or you're going the other way. And I want to live a life that is giving 
more than I'm taking and I want to do anything I can to leave a better earth for my child. Mm -hmm. And it might be so small, but I would do anything to even leave an inch of a better earth Mm -hmm. for Beckett, who I love so much. And so that's part of it. And then also there's just this sense when you live more sustainably that it's kind of a broader thing, but I think that we were created for it. We were created to help things flourish. It's like we we were created, so we are therefore creators, and mm-hmm. we like to see things continue to thrive. And so there's this sense of harmony and simplicity and thriving that comes when you engage in the well-being of your household or your little garden outside there's just yeah. something that i think is like built into us that and me and Stephen we're both discussing this when you kind of simplify your life and when you get back to the basics and when you do things that are more sustainable or slower or more efficient there's just this sense of more like flow and harmony and peace in your life and maybe you're like that doesn't make sense or maybe you're like yes i feel that too yeah. you know but I think yeah. for me, that's where I... And, and maybe if the idea of like a creator or being created is is difficult for you too, like there's even like regardless of any of that, like the, the you know, like a humanist, you want to do no harm. Like you want to um, be, you want to benefit you want to be of benefit. Like you want to reduce suffering in general. Mm. Um everybody can get on board with that. And I think that's so anyway, just even, even if that idea doesn't resonate, like it's still, it's sort of just this almost like you look back in history, you look at the laws of nature and how the world works and it leans this way as well, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, there's just, it just seems to be this sense of truth. Like when you live in this way that is benefiting, the future in some way, shape or form, it lends itself to a more fulfilling and whole life, um, which is, which is really, which is really cool. Yeah. And I think we've experienced that. So part of this too, is just, this has been our experience. I think when we moved out to the country, we lived on five acres for a little while in Tennessee. And it was kind of the first time that we experienced this, like, different sort of harmony Mm -hmm. that we hadn't experienced before. And Stephen became really interested in gardening and, Mm -hmm. and that all kind of started to flourish. And then as we watched like my body heal through tapping into more natural resources, like that was interesting to us. And then as we, you know, started to care more about saving electricity and saving water, it's kind of like this ripple effect. So we, um, there's one more quote I want to share. I don't know if this is like out of place, but um, I think it's an important one because we're about to head into, these are some of the practical things that we do every day mm-hmm. and that are like for earth or the environment um, to just kind of give you some ideas if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, but there's a quote that says, we don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly or sustainability perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. And that's Anne-Marie Bonneau. Um, and I think that that's important 
before we kind of tap into these things because like we're not going to be perfect so we don't have to be discouraged when like yeah there's so many things right i mean like that we yeah. don't do perfectly but i think you can i like thinking about it that way that we can all contribute in a small way and ultimately move the needle yeah something is better than nothing you know and i think a great example of this and this is kind of a point in Christina's court of like, no, it matters what we do, <laughs> which is <laughs> you look at what happened with COVID, right? Shelter in place around the world. And all of a sudden skies are clear and there's dolphins in What's Italy. What's that documentary? And, we need to link it. Uh, oh, the BBC did one about COVID. Uh, of course it was BBC. We will, we will link it in the show notes. Good old David Attenborough, I think, it voice was narrated it. Such a beautiful video. It was essentially like a look at all of these things, like what was going on in the earth when everybody was sheltered in place, you know, and like how all these different ways that like the world was kind of coming back to life in interesting ways. So like that is an example of this concerted global effort. And all of a sudden, you know, we've taken a massive step towards sustainability. Of course, now we've gone all the way backwards, mm -hmm. maybe not all the way, but we've gone backwards a, a little bit. Cause, cause that also wasn't sustainable. You know, it's a really interesting thing. Like that didn't work, you know, for the long run. So now it's like, okay, how do we, how do we do this? You know, how do we find ways, um, you know, what, what's action we can take and then what, how can we vote with our dollars and our, and our actual votes to, to improve this and all that stuff. So let's talk through some like, Earth, environmental, practical things, uh, practical stuff. Do you and want then me we, to just go down the list? Yeah, yeah. You can just start rattling stuff off, and then we'll talk more about like life, sort of sustainability rhythms and things like that. Okay, so these are some of the things that we do in our household to be more sustainable. Um, we, unless we forget, which we do forget often. Um, we do use reusable bags at the grocery store rather than plastic. I have some great totes that we got on Amazon and I'll give a little bit of reasoning for this, but you can look up any of this stuff online, but we're not going to get into the weeds with it. But basically, um, plastic doesn't, it takes like years to break down like hundreds of years, some of which like never breaks down. Is that right, Steven? Thousands like of years. You're really okay. Plastic, thousands yeah, of years. Plastic will, will. Most plastic will literally like never break down. Yeah. So it ends up getting stuck in the landfills and in the ocean and it starts killing wildlife in the ocean as well. So yeah. Much what, and what, what's interesting. So uh, I'm, some of this, we just kind of go off the cuff here. So sorry if things are a little disjointed, but like I say, you know, plastic, you know, it's around for thousands of years. It never breaks down. That being said, I, I've seen articles uh, recently where scientists are developing like an algae that can break down certain kinds of plastics back into their subsequent parts. So like those are the types of advancements that's like, yes, let's do more of that. <laughs> you know, let's, let's do more of that. Let's invest in these big giant ocean sweepers, you yeah, know, that are, you know, going over 
hundreds of miles of ocean and collecting all of these problematic microplastics. That's where it comes down to it is important who we vote for. Like that's on a big scale, right? Like yeah. who like paying attention to that. And then on a small scale, in the meantime, what can we do in our little tiny household? And for us it's we can ditch plastic bags as much as possible. Yeah. Yep. Don't contribute to the um, problem at least. Or reuse them. Um, okay, and then another one that we do is um, we avoid toxic chemicals in as many ways as we can. It's not sustainable for our bodies because they create disease over time if they accumulate too much. And when we say chemicals, I mean, what are, what are some of those chemicals? Like Honestly, where are they found? Oh, where are they found? I was going to say, honestly, I can't name them all. But um, yes, so that's in our cleaning products, in our soaps, in our shampoos, in our makeup. These chemicals, not only are they harmful to our bodies, but they also wash into the waterways. Mm -hmm. And so then that ends up getting into our soil mm -hmm. and into the oceans. And it's this vicious cycle. So if you're curious about things like that, um, I've recommended this before, but there's an app called the EWG app and that you can type in anything and it will give a rating as to what the toxic chemical levels are. So you can yeah. look more into that. I could like go way too deep into all these topics. Yeah. This will probably be something we talk when we really care about the, the chemicals, you know, yeah. that are put on our bodies, but it's interesting how, you know, something that is good for your own personal health, right? Don't put chemicals on your body. It's also good for mm -hmm. um, there's other ripple positive ripple effects out of that too and that's how sustainable things are right yeah it's like you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards yeah so okay another thing is shopping organic when possible but if not possible at least abiding by the dirty dozen which are the foods or like the produce that have used the most chemicals to grow and you can look that up it changes yearly so make sure you type in like 2023 or whatever year you're listening to this um dirty dozen and you can see like these are the top top chemical exposed fruits and vegetables so for those you want to shop organic um pesticides that are used for growing crops are really hard on our soil and our body so that's one thing we can do there. Um, growing our own food when we can, that enhances yeah. the soil health. Stephen could get deep into the weeds on this. Y'all, I could. But it enhances our soil um, health significantly, and it actually reduces like fuel needs, right? If we're mm -hmm. not importing food from all over, yeah. we're taking a step in the direction of sustainability in that way. Yeah, I, I think out of everything that we have talked about and this is even outside of this podcast like what christina and i have talked about and just in thinking about this issue i i feel like food is one of the most practical mm -hmm. and powerful ways that we as individuals have to um to to move towards more sustainable living on i mean just on there, every on, level on every level and there's kind of two main ways you can do that one is to grow your own food and the other is to shop local. And, it, you know, the reason is like I heard from uh, this gardening channel, Gardenary Co. She's got an Instagram account. She's great. But like she dropped this knowledge bomb the other day where like basically all of the lettuce in the U.S. is from the West Coast. So if you're 
not on the West Coast, <laughs> um, you know, that lettuce that you're eating, A, is not fresh, so it's not that great for you. Or it's it's not, it's good for you, but it's not as good as it could be. It's lacking some of the it's nutrients. It's lacking nutrients and all that stuff. But it's also, it's had to be shipped to you. It's like had, a truck has had to drive it, you know, for four days or whatever to get to you. And, um, and you think about just the, the, you know, if you, if you're eating bananas, which we are a huge banana household, so this is not poking fun. See, we're not perfect. We're not perfect, but like, where do the bananas come from? (laughs) They come on barges, you know, like they are shipped from all over the world. So the more local and in season you can eat, you you cut out that entire process. Like you just bypass Mm -hmm. and you don't participate in all of the emissions that go into doing that. If you are shopping from a local grower that is growing organically and regeneratively, which most of them are specifically no dig. If you can find a local person that's no dig, they are actually not only not contributing more greenhouse gases or contributing to the problem. They are actually uh, helping to regenerate. um, And that's, Another huge thing, just as a little positive note, um, there are many countries around the world that are experimenting with, um, on a commercial scale, no-dig agriculture. Um, and, you know, if you know anything about gardening and agriculture, you know, it's usually they go and they till the soil. But the soil is an incredible carbon storage device, a storage medium. It stores some insane percentage of its weight in carbon. And so, but when we till the soil, it breaks all of that up and releases that all back into the atmosphere, which is a huge problem. And so by switching to no-till, Christina's laughing at me. I don't know why. This is really interesting. Um, By switching to no-till, not only do you not release that carbon, but it starts sequestering. It's called a carbon um, sinkhole, I think. Um, And it starts to sequester and absorb extra carbon and other greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere. And so there's entire countries. This is the scale we're talking about that needs to happen. There are countries experimenting with this right now and it's working. And there's a, there was a a stat that said like, if, if the, basically the world switched to no dig agriculture and growing right now in 10 years, there would be no climate crisis. Like it'd be done. Like we'd be, we'd be balanced out, not just like not putting more out, but like the extra greenhouse gas that's in the atmosphere would be absorbed, reabsorbed back into the earth, which is mind blowing. Like in our generation, it could be solved, which is super cool. So, so vote for Steven for Senator. Yeah. yeah right. No, I feel thank like you. that's how no, that. Thank you. No, but like, that's that's just what i'm saying like you know um that's the the power that that just that one thing has you know the ripple effects of that if we all choose to do you know no dig grow our own food or go from a local grower like that's the ripple effect that happens that's pretty incredible yeah yeah I don't know how to, I don't know how to move on after that. That was like a, a Ted talk in the middle of this or something. Yeah. Well, let's keep going. So we've, okay, we talked about growing and yeah, let's touch on a couple of other zip things. Zip down the rest of these. Um, 
okay. So the next one is plant trees, which kind of piggybacks off of that. But if, if you plant trees, they actually absorb pollution from the air and CO2 and they help clean the air. Mm -hmm. So that's a, something practical that we can do. Um, we make as much as we can homemade. Um, that's sustainable for two reasons. One, just in the sense of, um, you know, like not, there's so much like inventory out in the world, you yeah. know? And so just using what we have, and then it's also sustainable financially yeah. when you reuse the things that you have. So things for us would be there's thought of re reduce, reuse, recycle, the Jack yeah. Johnson song. If you guys know that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for us, that looks like, um, I make our own like household cleaners and we have like glass spray bottles that I use those. We make our own almond milk, which was a big investment up front to like buy the almond milk maker, but it's in the long run saving us a lot. And it's, um, a lot more sustainable because we're not having to continue to purchase our nut milks. Yeah. When I heard, I know too, almond milk can, is kind of problem problematic. Um, oh, really? a lot of commercially grown almond milk. Yeah. There you go. There's, I, I don't know as much about it. Um, I can do some more research and put it in the show notes or something, but <laughs> I do know that there's a lot of what is available is it's, it's not sustainable. Like it's, if we continue doing what we've been doing, it, it's not going to work well for long. Yeah. So that's a good option. <laughs> basically. Um, Another one is just living more minimally. So we are not minimalist, but we definitely have prune down things a lot. So really only having what we need and thinking about that before we purchase things. So these maybe sound silly, but like sheet sets, like we don't need a million sheet sets in the closet. We yeah. need two for our bed, you know, that we can switch on and off. Um, things like utensils, like we don't need a million of those. Do we have what we need for us and for guests? plates, things like that. I did a huge purge of our like kitchen and donated a bunch of things that we don't need seven plates. There's only, you know, two and a half of us. Um, supplies this is something sometimes you don't think about, but like, do you really need like four sets of scissors and like all these different rolls of tape or, you know, just those little things. So I think that's interesting and it can kind of get us thinking about minimalism. And this is one of the ways that I think just pruning down just makes us feel more in alignment and more in harmony. Mm -hmm. Um, just with ourselves, even clutter is just so can be so overwhelming. Yeah. So, um, another, again, some of these are just random, but I think they're kind of fun things to think about when I give gifts, we don't go out and buy gift bags. We use baskets usually. So whenever I'm at the thrift store, if I see a basket for like 99 cents, I'll buy a basket because it's something someone I can put the gift in and then they can reuse the basket. Um, we do organic cloth diapering for Beckett. Now there are trade-offs there because of the water usage for washing when it comes to sustainability. So there are pros and cons when it comes to cloth diapering and sustainability. However, for us, we felt like the trade-offs were worth it. One for, um, just not using the amount of plastics, disposable diapers are made with plastics and studies show that it can take 500 years for one disposable diaper to decompose because they're made with plastic. And so there's a huge percentage of diapers in the landfills, um, which if you use disposable diapers, that is totally fine. This is just something that we thought was interesting, but more so for our family, it's sustainable financially for us to do cloth diapering. So that was, um, more towards the sustainability 
financially that we chose that path. Um, it's just something else we do. Okay. Another thing is the concept of buy less, but better. So when we can invest in pieces like wardrobe pieces that maybe are more expensive up front, but they're going to last longer. So we don't have to keep repurchasing. Um, don't use single use items as much as you can. So things like plastic straws, maybe invest in some glass or metal ones, eat less meat. You certainly don't have to be vegan or plant-based. However, it is, um, it is more sustainable to reduce meat. I know some people who do like a meatless Monday or something, and there's a huge pack impact there. Steven could probably talk <sighs> way more into that, but basically Good. industrialized meat is the single main cause of deforestation globally because of how much it takes to feed the animals. So there's a lot we could go into there, but that's one thing. Um, eat more plants and I think we'll stop it from there. That's our little list. Hopefully that was interesting to you and maybe gave you some ideas. Yeah. The, the eating less meat is, is a really, really big deal. You could like go way into that. Yeah. But like, you know, just from a practical level, again, like, like deforestation or like wiping out like that we were clearing what is normally like native natural landscape and plants and all this diversity. I think diversity is a huge, just if we, if we could try to summarize themes, the more diversity that we have in our diet, in the natural world, um, the more sustainable and the more resilient things are, the more the healthier things are. And so we have so much land that's dedicated for growing animals and livestock for well, beef, the feed for, for food them, and then, mostly. and then, yeah. And then to grow the feed for them. And so you've got all of this lack, like we've lost all this diversity. Yeah, There's been thousands of species that are now extinct because they're plowing through rainforests to like create you mean more. Like when you say species, do you mean like plant species? Or yeah. Animal? Like plant species, animal species that thrived within those plants, yeah. like in the rainforest, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Entire ecosystems exactly. are getting destroyed and, and messed up. So yeah, like that, that has a big impact and that's, you know, the reality is corporations and businesses and industries, they're the, the majority of the problem with a right. lot of this stuff. And the biggest thing that we can do is vote with our dollar, right? And that's because that they're not going to change unless the money changes. And so the more, that's one thing that as individuals, the more people are voting with their dollars towards more sustainable practices, mm -hmm. um, companies will eventually swing around, you know, and follow suit. There's a really interesting statistic that it takes approximately 1,850 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef. Isn't yeah. that crazy? That's so fun. thinking about it in that way too, and that's enough to fill 39 bathtubs. Yeah. So wow. that's one pound of beef. So even if you're reducing your yeah. meat intake a little bit, it's impactful. And it could be too changing where you get your meat. Again, totally. it's the same thing for buying produce. Like if you know, like if you've got, uh, like my cousin in Texas has a cattle ranch, like, and you can buy beef from him and he's got, it's free range. Like he's, it's a, it's a great operation. It's not, you know, this, yeah industrialized right that's industrialized um, there's a lot of, of other reasons we choose not to eat meat for us personally for but. sure yeah yeah but if you if that's an important part yeah. of your life then like 
choosing where you source it from is also an effective way to, uh, you know, to do that better. So totally. Okay. So there's our list. Yeah. That's just some ideas, things we kind of came up with, you know, just things that we, that we do, things that you can do. We'd love to hear your ideas as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So kind of moving on then, um, what are a few things we just wanted to share? Like when it comes to lifestyle, um, we won't go too much into this, but we were thinking about what are some sustainable things we do in our lifestyle. And that's like rhythms and routines that make our life more sustainable and our relationships more sustainable and more healthy and that are adding rather than detracting. Um, there's a quote, I'm going to do one more quote, but it's from Ella Mills. And it says, when you find a lifestyle that's sustainable, that's wellness. When looking after your mind and body feels balanced, celebratory, delicious, and full of abundance, that's wellness. It's remembering that it's what you do for decades, not on and off any given day that matters. Mm. And I that's think so when good. it comes to lifestyle, that's very much in alignment with our values of we're not looking for quick fixes or crash diets or really intensive, you know, 10 day workout routines. Yeah. We're looking for things that are going to be long lasting, that bring us joy, that we enjoy living out from day one to, you know, through the year, through the various years. Um, so some of the ways that we implement that in our life is just the way we nourish our body, the way we move our bodies. Um, is there anything you want to add there, Stephen? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about rhythm a lot, you know, and we will continue to do so. It's kind of the thing for us, you know, and in general, um, in most ways, if you're plugged into society in any capacity, you're, you're, you're just in general in society, we're so out of balance. We're so out of balance. How we, how we treat health and moving and eating and work. Oh my gosh, that could be a whole episode probably will be, but like just in, and in general, like things are really out of balance. So we have to really fight to, to, uh, to make this happen for our families for, you know, to, to find out, you know, okay, what do we need? Like human being isn't meant to just like sit and stare at a screen for eight hours, 10 hours a day. So that, that is not sustainable. You know, sitting is the new smoking. We've all kind of heard that, you know? And mm -hmm. so how do we, how do we break that up? How do we incorporate things? How do we make that more sustainable? How do we infuse our days um, and, and start to create rhythms and habits that, that kind of undo some of that and like make it to where we'll last, you know, for, for 10 years. And I think thinking about scale and length is the key, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, I think we tend to be kind of an all or nothing culture where, like you said, like crash diets, or, you know, fad exercise programs or something mm -hmm. like insanity. I grew up with like P90X and insanity and all the beach body stuff. And it's like 60 day, like this super intense thing. And you do it and you eat only juice for, you know, <laughs> or, or drink only juice for however long. But like, you're not going to do that forever. And some people, so the question more is instead of like doing this all or nothing approach, can you incorporate one juice 
a day just to like run with that example or can you what form of exercise can you find that you can do consistently every day for 10 15 20 minutes 30 minutes maybe every day for a year for 10 years yeah you know like thinking on this larger scale is really what's key for this lifestyle stuff and of course it's not that those things are bad like if you love doing those programs or whatever like that's totally fine this is just kind of like zooming out and thinking about you know, what creates a sense of harmony in our life. Cause often when we do these really intensive things, there can be, it can harm us in other ways. Right. Sometimes it hurts our mental health when like we go all in and then all out and then all in and all out. And we're just on the wagon, off the wagon. Um, so for us, we have found a lot of harmony and flow when we're doing, when we're thinking the way that you mentioned, like, how can we do this long term? Another thing for us is like quiet evenings at home is really important to us. For us, that's a sustainable routine. We don't do a lot in the evenings. That is kind of a daily reset for our family. And that's been a sustainable rhythm for us. Yeah, man, even just solitude, right? Just having moments of quiet. Uh Um, We're so plugged in all the time. So yeah, like that's a big one for me. I have to have quiet solitude time either each day but especially like for me it's a hike i go on a hike each week and that is so important to get out i don't listen to a podcast i don't Mm -hmm. listen to an audio book or even music it's just me walking and hiking and like that's so important too yeah yeah that yeah okay so should we move on to health heart and home yeah, so health, heart, and home is kind of the part where we we take the core discussion and turn it into how can we actually apply this stuff. Um, you know, what are some practical ways? The content kind of was practical ways of of implementing it. So, I think what we want to kind of do is turn around and ask you, the listener, right now, like what stood out to you? Were there anything just in this conversation? Uh, any of the things that we've talked about? Is there anything that stood out to you that like, hey, that's that's one thing that like, yeah, I can I can do that. I've been meaning to do that or um, or maybe that's a novel thing that you hadn't heard before. But it's like I can jump on that. I can I can mm-hmm. buy glass straws or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that yeah, anything that stood out that you want to try to implement. Tell us what it is if you want to. Yeah, let message us, know. us. We love to hear. Or if you have other ideas, we'd love to hear. Let us know, and it, and not just on the health side too, but like mm-hmm. your own. You know, for us, we we like to think of again like our heart, health, and home. So thinking of those three areas, is there some practice you can implement for your emotional health, for yeah. your physical health, and then around your home? You know, uh, one for us, like again, a rhythm is at dinner. You know, we light a candle and we do our three highlights yeah. and we don't understand Beckett's yet, <laughs> but he, he shares them. He sa- he talks, he says something, we don't know what, but like that, that type of rhythm, it's like, ah, oh, okay. That's a grounding thing that, that gives us a little more margin to like make it through 
the day. And if you're not sure where to start, I think a good place is what's not working for me. Like a couple months ago, I was getting to the end of my days and I was like overwhelmed and a little bit anxious and angry. And it was like, this is not sustainable. And Mm. that's when we carved in, okay, I need an hour of alone time every evening in the basement. And so that's become a rhythm because it was not sustainable to not have that for me. So you could also look at it that way is what's not working for me right now. What's not I'm, yeah. I'm going to burn out of this in t- two months or two days. Yeah. Two it's a hours. great, a great, uh, a great kind of blah. <laughs> great comment from Just. my co-host. All right. Let's finish up with our whimsy and delight very quickly. Steven, what have you been enjoying lately? What's something that's been bringing you whimsy and delight? Mm, whimsy and delight. I think lately for me, it's been, uh, <laughs> there's this, there's this song. Oh no, it's the song. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Knows. Cause it's going to get stuck in your it head. It is going to get stuck. And it's kind of, it's gone viral for in the last like couple of weeks or I so. I actually but, love it. Uh, it's called if I were a fish, if you know the song, if you know, you know. If you don't know, I'm so happy to be the one to introduce it to you. Do you want to give us a little? Um, <laughs> want to give us a little? Do you want me to sing it? Uh, <laughs> you guys, if he sings, I were a fish he and you caught me, all you'd day. say, look at that fish shimmering in the sea. It's <laughs> the next verse. It's the best. Um, How's it keep going? It's really funny and catchy. <laughs> I can't think of it. I can't either. It's late and we're tired. Go look up the song. It's been bringing Steven a lot of whimsy. Pretty much every time that, like, Steven and Beckett are left alone, I can ensure that I'll hear that song playing at some point. Yeah, but, like, just, like, in terms of context for it, like, they... It's a it's a couple and they were feeling like they were having a hard day and they were, like, they were crying and all this stuff and, and just feeling... Uh, like they didn't fit, you know, and things like that. And, and the, the girl's partner said to her, like, what, like, uh, let's let's write something out of this. Like, what, what do you need to feel better? And, and the girl said, well, if, you know, if I were a fish, then like, I would be, you know, I would be a a great catch, you know? And so they just like, in like 10, 20 minutes, they wrote this, song that like went viral on tiktok and now it's you can stream it but anyway it's a really cool thing and it's just a you can't help but smile when you listen to it it's really fun it is really so that's been bringing me whimsy and delight and um our neighbor's kombucha always always a good he gets another shout out another shout out i know it just it really um yeah it's just really good so that's the best thing you've eaten lately would you say I would say the best thing I've eaten lately has been the garden greens. Oh, that's true. The kale specifically? I just, the, the greens. Yep. Okay. My, my salad that I have every day is just, it's so Next good. Next level. All right. My whimsy lately, I've been enjoying on Spotify, I found a playlist called Evening Chill Instrumental Mix. And I put that on every night before calling the boys to the table for dinner. And it's just all of those things, evening, chill, instrumental. And I really have been enjoying that. So I light the dinner candle and I put on that playlist and we eat dinner. 
That's Amazing. been bringing me whimsy. And I would say the best thing I've eaten lately is we went to Coco's, which is this plant-based ice cream shop in Nashville, and I got lemon pie ice cream, which does not sound like something I would get. I'm a chocolate <laughs> peanut butter girl through <laughs> and through. But this lemon pie stuff was really good. So I'm Amazing. It was very good. All right. Well, <laughs> We did it. Thanks for being here with our, we had, we just really are passionate about this topic, but there, it's too big for us and this little podcast. So we're trying to hold it and share it. There's, there's been a lot of research and conversation and like, this is literally a huge topic. So, um, we obviously, you know, tried to do a good overview. We scratched the surface on all this stuff. So I think the biggest thing I can encourage everybody listening to do is to just start asking questions, start doing some mm-hmm. of your own research. Um, some of our favorite resources, we can share it in the show notes, but um, Rich Roll um, is a really, he's a really good podcast. He's got a great it. podcast. He's very well connected. He's had a lot of, I mean, like experts in the field. He's really, he really cares about this kind of stuff yeah. too, especially planetary Activist. type stuff. And, um, and lots of really great in-depth, long conversations about some of this stuff. So if you're interested in diving in more, I'd encourage you to go check him out, but yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here. We would uh, love to hear from you. Again, this episode was based off of a recommendation, kind of an ask that a listener had. They said, we'd love to hear, I'd love to hear you talk about this. So, um, so if you have any other suggestions, we'd love to hear them. We'll work it into a future episode. Message me on Instagram. That's like where. Yeah, that's kind of the, the best way. way to yeah, go me. to Christina, uh, message her. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, we have a $5 subscription and that just helps us with some practical expenses um, like hosting. And uh, you also get access to some of our old vault content that has not seen the public light of day. And you get a PDF with the questions we ask each other weekly to build yes. more intention into our week. Yes. The weekly intention so PDF. <laughs> it's so good. You guys, <laughs> uh, no, we're just super, super grateful yeah. to be here that we get to do this. And we hope that you have a wonderful day and rest of your week. And, uh, we'll see you next time under the willow tree. Bye. Bye. Welcome, my dear, to the endless song.